1: J.D. Power ranks sleep number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
2: Men's Eagles, Lucky Smith, The Scoop is back. And let's go through the best player on this team, Josh Alier. Oh, Josh Alier, hey. I just think that he's not going
0: to be as good as last year. We've got Sipley who stepped up. We've got Paseca. And I mean, after a couple of weeks in, I think he's coming back about round five. We could have Matt Lodge in the team as well. So unless Gerbo's playing prop and Alier's playing like 50 minutes a lock, I just can't see like a, a usual
2: expected pathway for something to happen for him. So a bit of a drop. Definitely. What are your thoughts on Manly in general this year? Where do you see them coming? Is it more just based around injuries again? I mean, it's always
0: going to be based on injuries to those superstar players and that superstar player being mostly Tom Turojevic's hamstrings. If he can stay reasonably fit, I think Luke Brooks is a pretty solid signing. I think it will free up DC a little bit and they have the potential to be a pretty good attacking team again. You see, not 2021 super attacking Manly during the six again epidemic, but
2: I think they could go all right and move into the top eight if they if they do stay fit. Definitely. Uh, Jakey Arthur, we won't talk about until there's a few injuries. Lukey Brooks coming over. How do you think he's going to go fantasy-wise and obviously footy-wise too? Footy-wise, I'm... Actually, pretty excited to see what he'll be able to do fantasy wise. Mm-hmm.
0: He's next to DC, one of the biggest long kickers in the game. Brooks might take the edge off DC's meters as well, but I mean, you can't imagine Brooks gonna be doing crazy amounts of kicking. So I think his base is going to drop a fair bit.
2: Mm. Um, and I'd have him sort of in the mid high 30s, maybe. He's probably just going to be a little more volatile, won't he? Like, he'll have his big attacking games with some. Lower ones without the base and sort of some missed tackles there for sure. Uh Ethan Bullimore, likely to be through the middle, right? Again. Yeah, I think so. Um,
0: 35 price point. I can't see him getting that or exceeding it. So not particularly interesting.
2: And even if he was to be named on an edge, guys, like if he if Schuster was out, Truboyovich was out, um, actually he scores way better through the middle. We had him on that edge the start of two years ago, I think. And it just didn't look the same. Just didn't look like an edge player at all. Just get him tackling, get him running in the middle. Uh Gordon Chen, come Tong seems like he's in a fight with Jamie Humphreys for that bench hooker role. If, if they use one.
0: Yeah. Well, he came in for a couple of games last year after Croker put up some pretty, pretty solid, unexpectedly good scores. And then yeah, cut his minutes down to about 60 and played about 20 off the bench. So I mean, he's cheap, but he needs to be starting, and I don't see him starting. Please don't buy bench hookers. He's Sonny Luke. That's 50k more expensive.
2: Yeah, Lucky Croker was the stats there. I think over a six or six or seven game stretch, he was the best hooker in fantasy. So there you go. It
0: was crazy. Hey, all the others were dropping, and all of a sudden, this bloke who was always his perennial 40 average guy, all of a sudden, started outscoring the rest. It was
2: great. Origin hey? fantasy. What it does. All right, DCE, absolutely brained it at the back end of last year. Ended up a 64 average, which is incredible. What are your thoughts on him to start the year? Ken, if they start well, how do you think that he's going to go? I think he'll score well if they do perform well. I just think that it's a little bit like
0: the Heinz situation, but without the appealing draw and without the 70 average. Mm. So I do see a little bit of regression down to below the 60 mark. Um, that, that average is pretty much as high as he's averaged ever, I think. So to be honest, I don't really see him matching that. And with Brooks coming in, um, potentially taking a little bit of responsibility
2: off his shoulders, I just see him moving back into that, into the pack a little bit. Definitely. Uh, Ben Condon is one of those fringe guys. He needs a lot of injuries in my opinion, lucky Croker. We generally spoke about him, but potential for losing some minutes had a bit of a career year. For him there, Zach Fulton at 250, not expected to play either. Uh did have a couple games last year. Is that right?
0: Um, I think he had one or two. We yeah. we talked about him more in preseason when it's like, oh, he's come over from I can't remember who now. And mm. was it Cows?
2: Not sure. I can't remember. Yeah. yeah, um, I don't think he'll be relevant this, this season. Reuben Garrick at 639, the forty-six and a half average last year, which was awesome. Looks like he's gonna play center this year, right?
0: Yeah, well, we <laughs> don't fully know what to expect seeing him at center. We'd have to expect Tries go down. He's a winger or a fullback when Turbo's injured, and Tries will probably go down at center. His is- base go his base was alright, um, especially because he's still got the goal kicking. But it's sort of hard to nail down a final number, isn't it? Because I mean he scored 19 and then a hundred in back to back weeks at center. So we what are we gonna get?
2: Yeah, I still remember that week. That was one probably the one week of the year that everyone was in my DMs giving me shit because I I didn't go for him. Um and they're all yeah gloating about their hundred. It was an incredible performance, that's for sure. That right. So it was like it felt like the that one game felt like the back end of the year, that lasted sort of three or four games with with Kohler and DCE and Olakowatu just absolutely going nuts. Um, they'll have those games for sure. And he'll be a part of those, but yeah, probably more volatile at center, you'd say? I don't know. Yeah, I'd say so. I think he
0: his consistent scores will be towards the 30s now rather than the 40s with a try. So yeah, one to, sort of...
2: to not start with, I'd say, and just watch. Because just him him coming out of trouble is, is where he does a lot of his good work, isn't it? By like yes. coming out of their end. For sure. Um, yeah. So a bit of talk about Jamie Humphrey. So I suppose if there was an injury to Croker, then it sounds like he could be fighting for some minutes. So at two thirty, much more of an interesting pick than than Gordon is at this stage. Tolu Kola. So four ninety k. Obviously, you know, that's gone up a fair bit where he's averaged at and priced at based on that finish to the year at fullback. He had a really shocking start at centre last year. Is there any space for him to be like a forty plus guy? With some improvements, some confidence coming off the back end of last year. I mean, with having two solid halves and uh,
0: some good form at the back end of the evening, it wasn't the same position. I guess with his speed, there's always going to be attacking weapons, and he has potential to do well. But the thing is, you take away those two monstrous games mm. at fullback, and the rest of the season was pretty much a thirty average yeah. while uh, at centre. And he's priced five points above that. So you would have to be pretty keen to jump on Cola. I know Senders pretty dire, but uh, just don't completely get sold by those late season games that were at fullback.
2: Yeah. Uh, Carl Lawton always scores so well, doesn't he, when he plays? But unfortunately, he keeps getting injured, the poor fella. So he's is he coming into season fresh or is he looking to be a little bit away as well from injury?
0: Uh, I haven't heard of any injuries for him, so I'd expect he'd be uh, in the mix f- if Schuster doesn't start the year. Mm. I mean, you'd think that there's a good chance Trevoy, uh, which might start, as scary as that is for fantasy coaches. <laughs> um Lawton might have an opportunity, or surely they just use Bullimore as a middle from now on, right?
2: Yeah, I think that that has to be the the play with with Carl. I am still waiting on um. Uh, Mr. Brian Seney with physio to drop his injury uh big big injury list thing that he goes How through good in is the that next last few year How good yeah. So I'll know more about all of them and, and where they're at because he uh, he hasn't posted about everyone there. Um actually no that's right. Oh no twenty two season. Yeah. ACL in twenty two June seven. Um second, second year back Bounce I'll have back. I'll have a look at him. What'd he go? Round twenty he got injured. Injured his calf. Oh no it was Black Temple. Anyway. I'll, I'll have a look while you're talking. <laughs> we'll find out. But anyway, if he if he pops up somewhere around there, we know the type of pedigree he has. Matt Lodge, I was I forgot that he got injured um, ACL. Anyway, he's going to be out for a good while. But when he comes back, he's he's of potential interest, but definitely getting older because his his PPM in this side with a lack of forwards was really really good when he came over. He was their main guy.
0: Yeah, well, he really came along and was being hyped up even as potential option. I know I jumped on in super coach and then he immediately got injured, which was unfortunate for him. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, he's priced below 500. I'd expect he starts a little bit slow, but I mean, you've got, I think it's Sipley coming back from a pec tear as well. So if um, Sipley is sort of struggling to get into the season a bit and lodge comes in, and starts doing okay he could potentially be the starter and simply be the bench ppm guy but it just happens it just has to be thrashed out i think matt lodge in casualty ward supposed to be back about round five which i mean isn't super early but it, it it's not as long as you might expect given that it was pretty late in the year that he got injured. So he's one to watch and wait on, I think. He always is a little bit of a risk jumping on guys just coming off
2: that significant knee injury because there's performance issues. Oh, for sure. Um, Yeah, they've got LOA with shoulder from round one as well as Lawton with shoulder as well that he did. Um, BC, it's going to be hard to even see him getting anywhere near a start, which is what we need anyway. is uh, 7.15, any interest in him? He's a... He's a funny one, isn't he? He loves his tries. He's a little bit like
0: uh, a Hudson Young. He scores quite a lot of tries, has some really big boom scores, and then can score a few 35s and 40s in there for you as well. But um, I really hope that this year there's potential for him to have a little bit more consistency. If the team stays fit, they have a little bit more balanced halves. Maybe he can get some more consistent ball and some good attack while um, just – I don't know, smoothing out a little bit because he's been in origin contention and talks, like a bit like Colm of on that fringe. Maybe this is the year that he wants to say, Hey, I want to step up. I want to cement a spot in that New South Wales
2: side. I would not want to tackle. He's one of the guys in the league I would not want to tackle, especially he flattened Olam. Yeah. That's crazy. We, us two uh, smaller fellas, we'd be out in the edges and and he'd be the one guy that I don't want to say. I'd be running away
0: from, (laughs) I'd be running for my life.
2: Oh, he's such a big human. Anyway, um, and that palm just our yeah, we get palmed in the face for sure. Uh, Brad Parker. So, if ever got on hit with him injury wise, but uh, looks like moving back to the back row to make way for for Ruben Garrick. I think because they have a low amount of of stocks in that back row. But yeah, if if we see him in a starting side at some point, maybe. Um, he's always he's always been that sort of he's always worked hard, right? Just doesn't have that super amount of talent.
0: Yeah, well, um, he has his fans, especially in the Discord. But I think (laughs) that we might see a little bit more reserve grade for him this year. It would be fun to see him back row, though. That would be really interesting.
2: Yeah, for sure. Uh, Taniela Paseko, he had a a really, really nice year for him. Uh, Was plagued by injury for the last part of the season, and they really needed him to play given the the injuries that they did have, uh, especially when Lodge went down as well after bringing him over but 569 do you see room for for growth with him and, and some big minutes i think there is definitely some potential but
0: that's it's sort of all narrative and not a lot of mm. definites especially when lodge comes back at an awkward time if he does start off well Yeah. so sure. for me he's not one i'm particularly looking at but just maybe someone i'll keep half an on, chuck a star on and check on every two weeks sort of a thing.
2: Yeah, for sure. Uh, Jackson Barlow there at 406 K. He had a cracking start for the Roosters last year and then, and then fell away. He was strangely the only player in that team that uh, was making money and was scoring well, wasn't he?
0: Yeah, that was pretty interesting. Actually the, um You had like your Jackson Paulos and your Isaac Thompson's last year on, on those right wings with a bit of inconsistency. Follow worked for a bit and um, just didn't didn't perform in the back end of the year, and That's why they've gone after Dom Young to lock down that spot. But he's because of that all right start. He is 400k already as yeah. a winger, and I mean it's a bit of a downgrade of a team. So for me, he's not somebody I'm particularly excited to look at. I mean, 29 and a half average. he would need to average high 30s
2: to be interesting. And I just don't think you'll do that. Yeah. And then Jason Saab.
1: Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health.
2: He loves to run 150 meters, score one try and do nothing else. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Joshi Schuster, he's dividing myself and basically everyone else at the moment. Uh, Very, very high ownership. Lots going on with him with injuries and attitude and earning too much money. I don't know. One of the two. Um, But uh, Joshi, what are your thoughts on him?
0: Look, I think if he's named in round one, it's going to be very tough to go against him. He's pretty highly owned. He's, back row scores are way better than his half scores and he's priced under 30 so even if he doesn't I guess fully play 80 for some reason he's still got enough value in him to be very interesting if his downside is decent value and his upside is 15 points that's somebody that's really tough to leave out so I mean if he's named with his half with his half duel as well I'm pretty happy just to slot him into my bench and if something goes wrong well most of the others had the same problem.
2: Yeah, for sure. Are you saying downside might be like a 34, 35?
0: Yeah, there's not a lot of scope for it to go drastically wrong unless he's so poor attitude that, I mean, he gets dropped or something.
2: Yeah, which happened plenty last year. And yeah, for sure. I know. I suppose that there's, sorry, there's room for him to be like a 50-odd-minute guy, isn't there, for sure, if, if he hasn't been training much if the attitude's not there, if Burbo's on the bench or something like that, right? And are you still taking him at 50-odd at minutes?
0: Not at 50 minutes. He'll probably be low 30s at that. Um, if Burbo is on the bench, I will definitely have to think twice. Yeah. But if, if they don't have like a noted edge player on the bench and they've got like a bully more there who might play mostly in the middle and then 10 on the edge every now and then, if Schuster's not fully fit or something like that, I'd be a lot happier to go in. Burbo on the bench does would scare me a little bit, just given how many options we have in that position. If we had somebody with that much value in center and there was that much risk, I wouldn't even hesitate to buy them. Mm. But just because of the position and how much, how many other alternatives we can go to, if there does look as, like there's going to be risk, I'm happy to jump off. And if there isn't that much risk, I'm happy to go him, especially with how high his ownership is.
2: Yeah. I just, for me, there's not enough information at the moment. The trial, if he plays one will help with that. If he looks good, if he's working hard in defense, I I think that, yeah, I think, I think I'll take him too. Um, But I just need more at the moment. Toffa simply. So yeah, based on that casualty audit, isn't injured. I don't know. A few people were saying that he was um, fairly reputable. So yeah, I don't know. Um, if he's there again, six hundred and twenty-two k had a cracking year. Probably not one to go for at that price. Yeah, he the back end of last year he turned into a bit of a weapon
0: actually, mm. scoring at a fantastic rate. He he was up there with your Terrell Mays as your and your Payne Haas as as your monster PPM guys, but um he'd have to match that and then add more minutes into it in order to be value and given that they've got Lodge potentially coming back at some point and just already at a 45, really awkward price point. Not somebody I'm interested in looking at.
2: All right, Tommy Talao, the big one for the rest of this video. That's for sure. At 265, the dual position still moves to a better team for sure. What are your thoughts on him? Oh, uh, Surely, if he gets doing sort, surely he has to make some money, right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> surely. Like we've seen him at the Tigers when the Tigers haven't been that good, at centre hasn't scored a little bit better. Wing just does not get the attack of the tries. If he does line up on that left side with a fit manly team, I could see definite improvement there. How much? I don't know exactly. He's Tommy Talau. To he isn't a noted noted fantasy weapon. We've got to think with the center duel as well being very useful for our desperate teams at the moment if he does line up there it's going to be pretty tough to say no it's it's a really hard one to get around because we know how much he didn't do anything last year but there is scope for him to have a bit of a, a bump this season
2: yeah And just looking at that earlier draw there, it isn't as bad as some of the others. You haven't got any, you haven't got the Panthers in the first four rounds. And I think that first four rounds is where we need him to, to make some of that money. And then we can work out what to do with him in that five, six, seven, eight, nine range. So it's definitely not the worst with two teams, uh, three teams, sorry, four teams there. That's all um, apart from the Roosters didn't make the eight. So, you know, if they stayed at a similar, you know, play way of of play then then he could definitely score some tries but it is going to be on on the back of guys like um guys like Tommy Chivojevic and Luke Brooks and stuff if if he's on that that left side which it would be right with Saab on the other yeah I'd expect so okay yeah it's it's like it's actually I don't have the as ill feelings for him as I do for other sort of mispicks I've had I don't know why just looking back I'm like it was just a bad decision to pick him up last year like there's some talent there, but the Tigers, like you look at all their outside backs, and there was like I don't know, fourteen tries between all their wingers and centers. Like it's something ridiculous for the year. Like they yeah. all had like three or four tries max. Um, and Stafford Tower did about a third of them in th- in, a, in a month. Yeah, exactly. Um, and he still didn't didn't average over forty for someone that hit a hundred in one game. So. Yeah, it's not not definitely not going to be the worst pick, and and you could pop him in that center spot. But do be aware that there are there is a, a six or a five or a a twelve in in him for sure. Um, that could work. Ben Tomaovic, if he starts, we're probably picking him, even if there's some risk. Right, um, if he was to get you know, if even if he was to lose the start, it's probably 25, 30 off the bench. They do seem to like him. He comes up and talks all the time to start whenever there's an opportunity. He starts like. Yeah, it's an interesting yeah. one. He's somebody that I'm very happy to just slap straight into my team if he
0: does start. He's somebody who, even if he does only get 50 minutes, that's still plenty for him to
2: make money. Yeah, at 250. Yeah. uh Jack Dubois, it just seems to be dropping a little bit in average each of the last few years, even though, even with big minutes. Yeah, I
0: think so. We've seen him switch to prop a couple of times and then lock back in, later in the season. I think that we finally could see him start to drop away from being an 80-minute guy. I've got him down for 70 in the pack predictor.
2: He'll play 80 often, but I think there'll be a couple of games where he doesn't play the full one. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Talk to us about Tommy Chivovic, mate. So fantasy-wise, he only has that one ridiculous year and the other ones aren't elite tier. got a lot of people talk to me, obviously, after that scrimmage the other day where he apparently brained it, scored two tries, 20 minutes. Ben Hunt was wearing a cap. So uh, how... How crazy was that scrimmage? <laughs> we we oh, won't know. But good, eh? Tom's a freak, obviously. But tell us about him and, and why he might not be someone to start with.
0: Look, we saw what he did last year and how he started. He got priced up 100K and people were still talking about him because it's like a recency bias. 2021 was a little bit fresher in the memory. And then he started off and did not much. I think he had one game where he scored 16 with a try mm. and although we know and love the turbo that can run around and score his 60s 70s and 80s he's also one of these guys who can drop a 30 on you and you're not surprised so price at 45 uh no 47 sorry he's just a lot of coin to spend up when there's a lot of upside in guys cheaper than that like pappenhausen and jaden campbell or really gunning up with somebody with a really good base with the goal kicking like Ponga. So he's a really awkward guy to buy because you're counting on him being a gun if you do pick him up. So he's either a waste of a trade or a risk. And that's really tough to sort of know for certain round one. So it's better to just look and wait and see and see what version of turbo you do actually get and pick him up later if he does do well.
2: For sure. Uh but if, if people were to have him in their side, would you tell them to take him out or would you just be like, Good luck? It could pay off. Oh I'd want to say good luck, because I mean it'd be great to see good
0: turbo, but I would probably say look for someone a bit more certain. There's a lot of money tied up in that. Drop it down to drop it down to a Campbell or something and use that two hundred K to fix your centres or something.
2: All right, guys, you know who to blame now. If he comes out and drops at 80 and, and Scoop told you not to go for him, then, then that's where the blame blame lies. I won't I won't tell you to, to get him out of your side um, just because you know what he can do. But uh, I'm definitely looking at him a little bit more in Supercoach than I am in fantasy. All right, probably to finish now. It's just Corey Waddell at 545, averaged 40 last year with the Dogs. Moves over here, probably, you know, pack tiny, tiny bit better. Obviously, Dogs are probably the worst at the moment. Um, so... Played a lot between edge, a fair bit on the edge and, and then a bit through the middle. Do you expect more middle here? I would expect more middle, but if they do have worries with
0: Schuster's, uh, Schuster's fitness, maybe he's the guy to take sort of 20-25 middle and 20-25 edge. But I don't think
2: he's somebody with a lot of solid appeal priced at 40 from the bench. Definitely. All right, let's move to the pack predictor there. You've got Paseka at 50, Sipley at 45. That all seems very fair there. You've got LAA with 30 off the bench and uh, Corey Waddell with 25, Bullymore with 20 there. Schuster at 70, Olakowatu at 80, uh, Chen Kantong splitting 20 with Croker's 60 there with Djibovic at 70. Any further thoughts on your pack predictor? It's just kind of should be how it should be how it ends up really.
0: Yeah, well, it's going to depend on Schuster, really. And then the rest will just fit in until Matt Lodge
2: comes back. Yeah, for sure. And then he yeah, he takes one of those guys, for sure. Um, so really, value-wise, you're only, really, only looking at Schuster in this team, in the pack? Yeah, whoever's on that edge, if it's Schuster or Burbo, there's potential
0: value. 70-minute Schuster at his PPM potentially can still be 10 points of value. If he's 80... Wheels up, fantastic. If it's 50, 60, then it starts to get problematic. Um it, It's just hard to go against if he is starting and there is a ben- is instant bench edge. But yeah, do watch out for it to be a Burbo instead of a Bullymore
2: or a Burbo instead of a Chan Kum Tong potentially. For sure, uh, and we're looking at their draw now, guys. They don't have a buy all the way through till thirteen. They've got one in seventeen and twenty-two. So. Probably looking likely you either start with one of those guys. uh, If things happen through the middle, you might be looking at sort of that round six-ish after Panthers or, again, in round 14 when they play the Panthers as well. Hopefully, there's a couple of rest strings which which might help. But um, if you're buying them in 14 after their buy, they they play that important round 14, 16, uh, 19, and 20. And then you're probably selling them um, after that anyway so yeah probably a couple of times where you can buy Eagles players as an overall player as a head-to-head guy then they are missing round 17 and round 22 so yeah kind of an average kind of team uh, at that point but um yeah any further thoughts on the Eagles mate I probably have them near the bottom of the eight obviously could be out of it if things go wrong but sort of that seven or eight if uh, if things go well
0: yeah, I I reckon so too. I, I sort of think about them as a finals team in my mind and then I wonder who has to drop out. Yeah. I think we're going to have, as I, I sort of mentioned previously, I think we're going to have a like a really strong four or five top teams. Then we're going to have about another five teams that are all in that next bracket. And then we're going to have the drop-off. So they could be anywhere from like about six to tenth and I wouldn't be surprised
2: if they landed anywhere in that range. Hmm, definitely. There you go, guys. Thank you for dropping into this one. If you haven't looked at the private group yet, get around that one. It's uh, it's filling up quickly, which is good, but uh, yeah, get your name in there. Plenty of fun across the entire season, keeping you involved and scoring great and averaging uh, and ranking well and winning your head to heads. Easy as that. See you guys.